0: In today's podcast, we're going to touch on the topic of yelling. Man, I, I like to do it. I like to yell sometimes. And we're going to see, is it good? Is it bad? Is it helpful? Um, should we do more of it or do less of it? We're going to talk about that today. Welcome to the art of raising Hello and welcome to episode seventy-two of the Art of Raising Humans. I am Kyle,
1: and I'm Sarah.
0: And today we're going to talk about yelling. Right? Do you yell a lot, Sarah?
1: No. So, no, I can yell, but uh, that's, not, that's not really me. me. Yeah, I, and, and
0: we want to talk about this topic because Sarah and I have been doing a lot of speaking lately. It's been a lot of fun, and we yeah. lately, the last speaking event we got to do was a really fun marriage conference where we got to talk about um, conflict increasing the intimacy in the marriage, so conflict you're having with kids, you know, helping your marriage become stronger. It was, mm-hmm. it was a lot right. of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we really enjoyed getting to to talk to these couples, but out of that, there came some questions, and it seemed like one of the most common questions was about yelling, mm-hmm. you know? And people really wanted to know, what's so bad about it, you know? Isn't there a time and place for yelling? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and and I want to delve into that topic today. Before we do, I really want to make sure you that know, everyone is aware that that we would love to do more speaking events. We've got two more coming up in April. I want to let you know about. There's a free one that's put on by Shepherd's Fold that we're doing on April 20th, and that's at Daybreak Cafe here in Tulsa. So it's a it's a place where you can eat lunch and come and hear us speak. And we're going to be doing our third session, and it's going to be on the essential skills you need as a parent. So we're really excited about doing that one. And then we're gonna. To be speaking at Sanctuary Church on the 29th, so we're doing a three-hour event there where we're going to be doing um, parenting with the lens of faith, parenting with the knowledge of science, and then the essential skills of parenting. And so both of those events are going on in April. So if you want to know more about those events or know how to you know come to those events, feel free to email us. Um, go to parentinglegacy.com. You can email us there from the website. Um, you can also go to theartofraisinghumans.com. So all these things are going on. And if you have speaking events you'd like us to do throughout the country um we're excited to do those. you know yeah we are so more and more we're getting comfortable being on stage together and learning our rhythm right Mm -hmm. yeah and um um, all we're doing basically is what we're doing here on the podcast just doing it there in front of parents and helping groups of people be better parents you know yes okay so today i want to talk about yelling because i really think there is a misconception about yelling um i can be a yeller right Mm -hmm. would you agree
1: Yes, okay. I agree. <laughs> I
0: I grew up I grew up in a home where yelling was a daily occurrence. Yeah, you, you too?
1: No <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I think that's really, really common. There's a lot of homes uh, even d- between different cultures or even states in the United States where you live, there's more likely to be and they're like that's you know how we are. yeah, so I think there is yelling very, very common.
0: yeah, for me, yelling was just the way you got heard. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, yeah. if you weren't yelling, typically the TV was louder than you, so you <laughs> you needed to yell so somebody would actually hear you talk. And if you weren't yelling, you probably didn't care about the thing you were talking about.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I hadn't heard all that before. Yes. Yeah. yeah so like okay. when you got
0: really animated and yes, you started that to was, yell, I'm
1: serious. Yeah. I really want to be heard. I need to yell. To yeah.
0: You if you weren't yelling, it meant you really didn't believe in your point. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if there's listeners who are listening who can relate to that mm-hmm. but typically every conflict between my brothers and sisters between my mom between my dad between all this typically yelling was the inevitable outcome in that conflict okay you know so whoever especially as we got bigger if you could yell louder then you might win the conflict you know uh-huh. and you might dominate that that argument but sometimes these yelling times would go on for for quite some time and um to some extent we'll get into this um I don't think all that was bad I mean some of that I think really helped me in those moments of conflict where we were passionately going back and forth, helped me fine tune how today in a much calmer way, (laughs) I present my thoughts (laughs) because in those moments, these like, seemed like heated battles about, you know, ideas and conflicts. And um, it really gave me an opportunity to express them, right? Instead of just stuff them and just think them in my head. So I don't think we, in my family, rarely do we just stuff it. (laughs) We just always said it and expressed it. So it was different for you?
1: Very different. Yeah.
0: How Very was it different, different for you? How was yelling seen? I'm sure it happened occasionally in your house.
1: Occasionally. Okay. And uh, what was yelling
0: used for in your house?
1: To get attention. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't been, would have been maybe siblings are mad. So mm-hmm. during a fight, maybe there was some raised voices. Yeah. And um, maybe if my parents, if we weren't listening, they might have raised their voice to get our attention.
0: Yeah. And so I think that's actually- Or
1: for- danger yeah i mean honestly we we lived in the woods or we were in different places where sometimes trees were falling down we were cutting down trees or tractors were running or mm-hmm. you know things like that are my people who can relate to certain situations where it was definitely yelling to get people's attention to yeah. you know get them out of danger or to well, get them yeah. a, and, what, what, heads up you know
0: and i think to your point i think a lot of families who were asking this question at the marriage conference were wondering that like mm-hmm. don't you need to yell sometimes
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there could you, be a point where you have to raise your voice.
0: Yeah. So well, and that yelling, isn't always bad.
1: Yes. Okay. So, and, so, I, and, and I think even going back to what you were saying real quick, I think there can be takeaways. So, so if we're, if we want to look at this and go, Oh no, it's the end of the world. Yelling is the end of the world. We do want to just put out there right away. Right. That you still could, there was still something you took away from that. Yes. Now, was it all good? No, Yeah. yeah. but it's not the end of the world. There's still some things that you learned from that experience. yeah. and so there's just there that both and can exist yeah
0: Well, and I, I tell you this, sir. I think there were times, definitely in my home, there was spanking, you know. There was a lot of uh, you know punitive discipline used, as as there was almost every house that I knew of, mm-hmm. every friend I had, you know. And so there were times where I'd rather get yelled at than get spanked, you know. I think there's other times I'd rather get spanked than get yelled at, because <laughs> like sometimes the spanking they did, it just they got it over like that. Mm-hmm. It was done, you and know.
1: The yelling and the the yelling could might go on, on forever, but I-
0: what I grew to like more about the yelling is I felt like I got heard you know? So at least in there, I got to say my piece. I got to Mm. speak up. And that's actually what I really appreciated about my home is it wasn't just my parents allowed to yell (laughs) so that I was allowed to yell back, you know, and we yelled at each other and it wasn't just them yelling at me and me just taking it, you know? And so to some extent, I found like that's a positive I took from it that I think in some homes it is just the parent gets to yell and the kid never gets to speak up. And say their thing you know that it's almost like because they're bigger they're the adults they get to yell but if the kids so ever yell could, they're in trouble
1: so then could you have that ability to parents can communicate children are heard and communicate as well without the yelling
0: what <laughs> <laughs> yes, i think i think that's totally possible i just want to i, so I, I, I want to
1: highlight that yes. the, the fact that both parties could communicate was yes. great yes yes and maybe yeah. that could be done without the yelling, yeah. but at least that part got, it d- yeah. got done, I mean, which obviously is great.
0: This other thing you said sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, obviously, that's the home we want to create, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. but I want to relate to a lot of listeners. And I think a lot of people were asking in that is they, you know, for instance, like coaches. I'm thinking of, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up and, and coaches yell and you see that on TV all the time. You see football coaches yelling and it looks like. Good things can happen, you know, like sometimes um, a player, it really screws up on the field and, and he loses it and somehow costs their team something, you know, some points or some, some penalty happens and you'll see the coach just go off on that player. And I think most people watching are like, yes, exactly. <laughs> you needed to do that because you needed to get that player's attention. That player was being selfish. He was only thinking about himself. And so I think lots of people see that and go, they don't want a coach. Who's just like, oh, it's okay, you know? They they feel like the coach who doesn't have this big strong reaction. That that coach who's just quiet and almost seems it almost seems like he's saying it was okay that that happened.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: What are you thinking? Your face is looking <laughs> all confused.
1: Well, I'm thinking you can assertively communicate that that wasn't okay. Yeah. The the uh, the two almost here too. I either need to yell so people know that I really care. Yeah. Or I'm just quiet and I don't care.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it, it, almost, it almost seems like you're being passive. Right. You know? So I think a lot of people think a coach who isn't yelling is a coach who doesn't really give a rip about what happened on the field.
1: But it doesn't actually have to be just this or that.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that's what your face was. Yes, <laughs> yes. my face is, <laughs> it, well, yeah.
1: it's not that I yell so I care or I'm quiet and I don't care yeah. or and I'm passive, yeah. right? There's this other thing that exists. Well, and, There's a third option. <laughs> and, and, and
0: you know, the kids have wanted me to coach Every one of their team. So they've wanted me. They're like, Dad, we're playing soccer. You like soccer. You're good at coaching soccer. Coach my team. And the reason why I don't is because somehow wired in my brain is to show them to that I care. Mm-hmm. I've got to yell. That at them. third
1: option doesn't come online <laughs> no, for you no. in moments of passion and big, oh my big gosh, experiences no. and stuff. You revert to that. Well, you were, you know, your whole yes. childhood was this. So. Yeah. it's That wiring gets real strong. I I,
0: I don't even remember, but I'm assuming a lot of my coaches yelled because that's like exactly or maybe it's just my personality. I tend to think in order to show these kids I'm taking this serious, Mm -hmm. I've got to yell. Even I know when I'm watching other coaches who are coaching other teams, ones who are really quiet, who may even be successful. I still wonder if they actually care (laughs) because because I can't see. I feel like in order to care, you have to express it in a very demonstrative way. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And so 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 sometimes that can in in the parenting aspect that can happen, too, where I feel like in a moment the kids have to know how much I care about this. And and, and
1: that's the way it's. expressed. Yes.
0: And, and even like I believe in a weird way, the way my parents were showing me they cared was by yelling. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think they did care. I think in order for my parents to not have yelled when I was a kid it would have been them not caring about something. And, and there were things well, and that would happen in life that they didn't care about. And we didn't yell about those things. Yeah,
1: And that's sometimes just where we're at. That's what mm-hmm. we know to do. So that's the tool we pull out. We pull yeah. out our yelling tool. We're like, in this moment, that's the tool I see sitting in the toolbox. So that's what I'm going to use. Well,
0: well, and I want to point out, I know our daughter, our youngest went to a coaching clinic just last night and this coach wasn't yelling at all. And a lot was being learned.
1: And did you think he cared? I thought he did. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) So he cared. He's very passionate about soccer. Actually, we as we talked to him, we learned, and and um, he showed that he cared quite a bit with zero yelling.
0: And I'm sure everybody listening can can relate to this too. We have had coaches who yelled. Yes. And. I actually didn't like them. <laughs> so it wasn't like it wasn't like I was like, yeah, way to yell at my kid. I was kind of like, hey, who are you to yell at my kid? Back it off, man. You know, and, and I could see the effect it was having on our kids. Yes. That when they yelled, oh, sure. Sometimes it got their attention. Sometimes it made them go giddy up. Let's go. I got to get this or I, I, for Abby it was like, OK, I'll focus now. But it didn't teach them the skill to do that thing better. Yeah. It sometimes just I them, think you know. it
1: creates more chaos too. You and see I think it creates kid, more anxiety. Because they're almost, right, they're like looking back at the coach and yeah. you can see their actual focus and stuff sort of break down a little bit. Maybe they're doing that one thing he just yelled about, but their overall presence on the field is shaken.
0: Yeah, and I think everybody who's had a kid in this situation, you've probably noticed this. I've noticed when I've yelled at my kids and they're playing a sport, if I get their attention through the yelling, sometimes it just causes more confusion and chaos because they can't really hear from the sideline. Every Mm -hmm. coach will tell you that. Too much yelling Too much. Yeah, they, They don't know who you're talking to. But when I did get their attention, it did get them... To do that thing right then. But then I had to keep doing that over and over and over throughout yeah. the game. It wasn't like it just changed and then they're like, the rest of the game, they did it. You know? Right. That the times that has happened it has been when they've come over to the sideline and I've been able to talk to them in a calm Give way. Give them
1: an instruction. And then yeah. they're
0: able, and we, what we know about the brain science is they're more likely to be in the prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. to then receive that information. Whereas the yelling, typically, it's going to, and ramp up their emotion and make them less likely to understand exactly what you're wanting them to do yeah, it takes and do it effectively. It takes them
1: out of the part of their brain that's the best at thinking, reason, logic, creativity, puts them in the brain of like, oh, no, you know, that, that amygdala gets fired off. And so all that goes on. And they, they've done studies. I was just... Looking up in preparation for this, I was reviewing all all the studies they've done, and I, and I did think it was interesting. They've done studies. They took a group of 13-year-olds, and they compared over an entire year they watched these kids. And one group was were in households where they were yelled at, and one group was in households where they weren't yelled at. And um, the ones that were yelled, they had higher rates of anxiety mm. and depression. Wow. Yeah. And they found that the yelling houses, they had to do more yelling mm-hmm. over time, where you would hope that you yell, and then they would never do it again because they want to avoid you yelling. Yeah. But that actually wasn't what they found. Yeah. They found that yelling yielded more yelling mm-hmm. To get the same result, you had to keep going with it, and the behaviors worsened over time yeah, versus yeah. the households that didn't have as much yelling and used more instruction.
0: Yeah, well, what so, you're going saying- Going back to
1: your coaching. Totally, You, know, you had no. to keep yelling to get the kids and, to do this stuff on the and, field. And
0: even what's even more ridiculous about me, Sarah, is I see kids all the time in, in, in the practice, right? Who have these situations with coaches none of them like it. (laughs) All of them say they don't like being yelled at. Uh, Many of of them have actually told me they don't want their parents to come because their parents yell the whole time. Hmm. And every one of them have told me it makes it harder for them to play because mm-hmm. it's confusing. You know, they, they hear the coach yelling one thing, their parents yelling another thing. It seems like nobody is pleased with what they're doing. And so they do, mm-hmm. instead of actually, we all know good athletics comes from muscle memory and it comes from actually not being caught up in yeah. your head. Yeah. It comes from you just doing what you've practiced. Good coaching happens in the mm-hmm. practice field and then comes out. And mm-hmm. so when they're hearing all the yelling, they get caught up in their own head and yeah. it makes them double, like like have to think twice about the next thing you're yeah, going to do. it it's almost like
1: they need to go more from that instinct with yeah. yourself, the muscle. Memory of what they've been practicing and doing, trying to stay in your head, like now I need to move this and now I need to do that. You, you're a yeah. worse player.
0: What well, I'm using sports as this almost metaphor, Sarah, because I mm-hmm. think it's such a microcosm of life, you know? Because there are coaches all over the NFL, the MLS, you know, the, the Premier League, the, the NBA. Who never yell. They're just not yellers. And they're successful. You know, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. the most popular one that's more known is Tony Dungy. And now Tony Dungy, you know, won the Super Bowl. And Tony Dungy was one who was known for not yelling, for not cussing at his players, for not. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't a guy who thought he needed to do that with his players. And he obviously cared. And he obviously wanted to win. But for him, he thought yelling undermined his success. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So so I, I I wanna frame the conversation in light of that. That that we're not saying yelling is bad or good. You know, yelling is a technique you should never use. Because even mm-hmm. in your case, you talked about how um, if you pinpoint what yelling is good for is quickly getting somebody's attention. So well, and that's in times of safety or danger. And you
1: wanna save it for that. Yeah. If you do yell all the time and the kids are like, ah yeah, yell, and everything's yelling, Everything's an emergency. Yes. Yeah. But it um even my kids have sometimes I when they play the a lot of yelling and one time we had a fire in our backyard mm-hmm. and I heard yelling. Yeah, yeah But I was yeah. like, Oh, it's yelling, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't they kept saying, Fire, fire. Yeah. And then and there was a fire and eventually but it took me a moment to realize, no, this yelling actually was important. Yeah. And and, and so you do want to save the yelling for times where It is important. You really need your child's attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danger is is there. Yeah, Yeah, something is there. If they're used to you yelling all the time, you lose that time before they realize, oh, no, this is a different kind of yelling than all the other yelling you're doing.
0: Well, and I want to get to that. I want to get to there are consequences for yelling. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. we yell, there are consequences to that. You name some of them. And I want to get to those in a second. I, I do want to say before that, though, that there are times to yell and if you like you said if you overuse that tool it's just a technique it's just a tool you know <laughs> if you overuse it over time it it's going to become ineffective you know and you need it for these very important emergency times you know <laughs> you need it even at times where maybe the kid is uh, like overwhelmed with emotion and they just like are like what am i going to do what am i going to do yeah <laughs> you just need them to like focus you know and so you may because you don't do it often when you do it they go whoa They must be really serious, you know? But I think everybody listening to this podcast, if you have been yelled at, I know when I was yelled at as a kid, eventually it becomes like a Charlie Brown, you know, thing. I was just blah, 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 blah. When are you going to be, I get it. You're mad. I got it. You know, you don't need to yell at me. And so so I would ask the listeners if yelling is something you do or your spouse does, or how does it feel when you yell? You know, I, I know when I do it, it doesn't feel good. I always think I wish there was a better way to do this. There is a little bit of blaming. Like I I didn't want to yell, but you made me yell. You know, if you just listened to me, I wouldn't have done that. Um, But then also, how does it feel to be yelled at? You know, if you had a boss who was yelling at you as much as you're yelling at your kids, would that be effective? Would you want to work with that boss? I hope you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I hope you yeah. say, I actually want a boss who believes in me, can talk to me. You know, at times, maybe I do need someone to like challenge me, mm-hmm. uh, but that can look that's, like.
1: Right. That doesn't have to include it, yelling. No,
0: it can be firm. Yeah. I mean, the words I wrote down is there are bosses and coaches and parents that can be firm and direct, but also kind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, And actually, I think that's more powerful. Mm-hmm. I think when you see somebody out of control and just yelling, it's just like, what is going on? You know, like, it
1: distracts from the message. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, yeah. It, it gets very confusing. I know even at the soccer games we had, there was one soccer game we went to where a parent on the other team and I'm lots of parents who have kids in sports and a parent on our side were just yelling at each other, mm-hmm. and it, everyone just you can feel it in the air, you know. Everyone's like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" Mm-hmm. You know, and no one's learning anything. <laughs> Everyone's just like, it becomes very heated, and the kids all get confused. Why are these parents yelling at each other? What's going on? And you can sense like it's it's causing it's causing this ripple that's making everyone feel uneasy, you know, and we're not going to be as receptive so like with the boss we wouldn't be as receptive to learn whatever the boss is wanting us to learn you know so i would love for you to reflect on that and then another question is what does yelling say about me You know what does it say about us possibly if we are yelling
1: well i think in that moment something has often something has triggered us mm-hmm. so there's something the the child said or did has triggered something either from our own childhood or just uh, in us it could also mean maybe I'm yelling because I have an unmet need mm-hmm. or want mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like, oh no, this, this thing is not taken care of. This thing's not going to be taken care of. For example, we can't be late. We're headed somewhere. Yes. And we need to uh, not yeah, be yeah, late. Yeah. So my need is to be on time because yeah. this thing is starting yeah. and they're depending on us or whatever the situation yeah. is, yeah. getting to school on time. And we know the consequences of that. So I'm yelling at you because we have this thing. My, un- my, my need isn't met. My want isn't met. So I feel like I've got to escalate that because I'm worried and I'm yeah. scared in that moment scares is kind of a big word, but I'm worried about that moment so I'm yeah. gonna yell to get this thing done,
0: yeah yeah and so if, if i'm if I'm honest with myself and that's all I'd ask listeners to do is when you do yell to just reflect that evening on what 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 does yell what did that yelling say about me you know yeah. well, what what was
1: going on inside of of you and
0: i I, I would typically say almost a hundred percent of the time mine falls into feeling like a situation's out of control and i need to control it yeah. um feeling like i'm powerless to change a moment like especially the, like on the on time thing i feel powerless the kids mm-hmm. are not moving as fast as i want mm-hmm. so i'm going to yell at them to make them go quicker um but it also feels like the person isn't listening to me you know mm-hmm. like i've tried to talk and i think a lot of people that's what it is like if you were listening to me i wouldn't yell at you, you know? yeah. so i feel like i've got to yell at you to make you listen to
1: me yeah you're being dismissed in some way yes. or you're not mattering in that moment so yeah. you're trying to make that matter.
0: Well, So then I want to end the conversation with this, Sarah, is just understanding that yelling is just a tool typically used to get someone's attention instantly or to cause some kind of movement or change to happen instantly. It's not good or bad. It's just a technique. But every technique you use has consequences. Mm-hmm. And so you named a few, you know, so I want to name a few consequences of homes that yell. I mean, I know we talked about how kids just eventually just ignore it. They no longer hear it, mm-hmm. you know, They or another one is Sarah, lots of parents say the kid won't do something until I yell at them. So mm-hmm. so lots of kids I know, they're playing video games. The mom and dad will say, get off it, get off it, get off it. <laughs> and the kid knows now I got to get off it. Yeah. But even though I was told two or three times, so the parents will say, I'm tired of saying it three or four times, mm-hmm. but the kid knows you don't really mean, mean it until you yell right almost yeah. back to what i said i don't feel like you care until you yell
1: yeah. until
0: then it's kind of like a question
1: that's kind of what you learned yeah
0: you want, <laughs> so you, want like, you want to get oh, off i it? get it that's now right. we
1: have to yell in order to <laughs> care right. okay.
0: yes and the other consequence you said i think it does just like in a work environment it would create a more anxious home it would create kids who were just more worried and on edge because mm-hmm. they never knew at what moment they might get yelled at you mm-hmm. know and, and if i'm honest too the same situation i might not yell at depending upon my mood that day Yes. You know? yeah. If I was having a great day and I wasn't stressed and I wasn't rushed, I wouldn't yell that day.
1: Yeah. I, and I think that's what we, as parents, I'm in this kind of a sidetrack. But we we want to take, if we can, catch ourselves in that moment to take a breath and go, what's going on inside of me? If you can that moment, take time later to do it. Yeah. But. But what what am I feeling here and what else could I do and and kind of release yourself from this being the emergency that you think it is. I think we're yelling in cases of emergency or to be heard big moments. Yeah,
0: so good. Well, and then inevitably yelling just isn't a sustainable solution. Okay, Mm -hmm. So it's not a sustainable solution. It's just another form of external control. Okay. And not to say external control is never necessary. Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. So once again, if somebody's in danger I quickly need someone's attention, like you said when the backyard was on fire. Thank you for not telling everybody it was me who accidentally <laughs> lived on fire. But when the backyard was on fire, I needed your attention quickly, you know? So I was yelling, right? Right. And 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 so Externally controlling the kids through yelling. We've seen it with with other kids we see at the practice or kids I saw at school, even kids we see our kids play with, um, that when they're yelled at a lot, those kids don't listen until they're yelled at. Yeah. You know? They don't believe it's their job to control themselves. They believe it's your job to control them. Mm-hmm. And they know it's time to get control when you get when you yell at them.
1: And they're quick to yell they're a lot quicker to yell because just like you they learn oh this is what we gotta do when you're
0: serious and mean something you yell and
1: then they often get in trouble for yelling yeah
0: and i would say it's specifically when we've traveled overseas and come back to america it's pretty interesting Like the, the, when we were in some other countries, there wasn't as much yelling and we came here. I think it is kind of a cultural thing too, where I know as soon as we flew back from one country, we came into Los Angeles and everybody was yelling at the airport. Everybody was like, Oh my gosh, it was so, it was so apparent. So some of it is, I think in our culture, even as a school counselor, I saw this parents didn't think anything was going to happen until they yelled at the teacher or until they yelled at the principal, you know? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it seemed like that was true, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that needs to change in our society. I'd rather have a society of people who don't think you need to yell all the time to be hurt. You know mm-hmm. that that you have people actually care about your concerns, and so really good customer service people are able to help take your yelling and and and, and help support you without yelling back at you, mm-hmm. and they're able to tell you they care without yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? so so I hope I hope this helps kind of expand your understanding of of yelling and and how that technique is used in some homes, and and for you to own it. How do you want to use yelling in your home? Do you want it to be a constant source of external control, or do you want to use it as just a thing in your tool belt to use in really necessary moments? So there's real emergencies or you really need to help, you know, get your kids attention in that moment. Um, and I just think that's a better path. And as a kid who grew up in a home, there's a lot of yelling. I know I'm trying to change it. So it's it's a it's a work in progress. And I'm always trying to reflect on why I'm yelling in moments and, and how I could have communicated in a more kind, but firm, direct way.
1: And we're better able to do that when we take good care of ourselves. If yeah. we're stressed out, if we're tired, hungry, worried about getting places on time. So the other side of that is just if as we take care of ourselves, we have less of a need to yell.
0: That's great. So we're so happy to have you listening to us today. Please share this episode. I know a lot of families want more information about yelling. We'd love for you to to put a comment or, you know, give us five stars and and continue sending us if if this kind of stuff is helpful helpful to you. We'd love to get feedback. We'd love to get other ideas for other podcasts um, because we really enjoy um, helping and supporting families. So we hope you have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only.